Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And one of the the topics, one of the, I shouldn't even call it a topic, one of the one of the major sacraments, of course, of our church, uh, the sacrament of matrimony, is so important uh, to me personally. My husband and, and I have been married now for 53 years, and what would we do without the sacrament of matrimony, the sacramental graces <laughs> that have brought us through those 53 years? So, so marriage is such an important uh, area for me personally and on our program. Um, but we've never had a show specifically focusing just on the, the grace of the marriage vows, the vows themselves and how those really in understanding their real depth and meaning can be such a blessing, uh, to a married couple and the, they, they are so important for the valid sacrament of marriage. And many people don't understand that important, um, that important meaning in the marriage vows. So we're focusing a show today on what do those marriage vows actually mean to a couple. And the couple we're going to be talking to are Brooke and Greg Warren. What do those marriage vows mean to a couple who actually were married for a number of years um, in a in a civil marriage, but not actually married in the church where they had the opportunity to experience those vows and the sacrament of marriage? So, um, Brooke and Greg Warren, welcome to our program. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was really blessed to hear your story of, I believe you were married for seven years, is that correct? Before you actually had your marriage validated in the church? Six or seven, yeah. Six or seven, mm-hmm. yes. So, so, um, so Brooke and Greg actually have, have done another program for us uh, in the archives at stgabrielradio.com on how the sacramental marriage, once they experienced that, really changed, dramatically changed their intimacy in marriage. So we're going to be focusing a little more on their story today. And tell us now, uh, when did you meet and um, just uh, when did you realize that you wanted to come back into the church and that your marriage actually was not considered a valid marriage in the Catholic Church? Yeah, so we met um, in 2006 in college and married three years later, uh, 2009. And then after the birth of our son in 2015 is when we started looking for a church home. Um, Both of us were baptized Catholics um, and knew that that was kind of where we started our faith journey. Um, And the Holy Spirit poked us and prodded us until we ended up back in the Catholic church. Finding the Catholic church. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And through the RCA process is when we, found out that our marriage wasn't valid in the church. Um, we were two Catholics who were married outside of the church, so that um, was what made it not valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, I think you told me you were married in a, a 
generally secular ceremony, although you did you did write your own vows. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. We we hired our officiant okay. pretty much, and uh, <laughs> we wrote our vows. They were pretty traditional. Some of them, I think, were the same ones as what we said in the convalidation. Uh, but there was no preparation at all mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when we were decided to get married. We had no clergy to help us make sure that we knew what marriage right. was. And you were not that. intending to be married in the Catholic Church. You were simply having a a beautiful wedding, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so for two people who have been baptized Catholic, um, to have a valid uh, sacramental marriage, you need to be married in the Catholic Church, all right? Uh, and for a, a Catholic marrying another baptized person, that's also the case, you know, unless uh, they have had preparation, they've had permission. Um, so, so, so really, sometimes people going to Catholic Church are surprised to find out that they don't have a valid Catholic marriage. Um, Brooke, I know you actually now are working for the uh, Diocese of Columbus in marriage prep. And so how? what are the kind of occasions when couples find out, and sometimes I bet they're surprised to find out, that they're, they don't have what's considered a valid Catholic marriage? marriage. Yeah. So for us, like I said, it was through um, the RCA process when we came back to the church. Um, And oftentimes people coming in, they have a spouse who's Catholic um, and they aren't Catholic. So they come through RCA and they come to find out, oh, our marriage isn't valid, even though they weren't necessarily Catholic. Um, So they have to do it then. Mm -hmm. Um, When they get their children baptized, oftentimes it comes up then. And then if they want to be a godparent, that's usually one of the um, things on the the sponsorship form that they fill out is, are you in a valid marriage? That's something that they have to to say that they are. So that's mm-hmm. that's another time that it comes out. And so if anybody's listening and wondering, gosh, I think we are, but I'm not sure. <laughs> what should they do, Brooke? They can go to their parish and talk to their priest, um, whoever's in charge of marriage formation at their parish. Their RCA director is also um, a good person to talk to about that so that they can learn what what is valid and what maybe isn't. Mm -hmm. So if you're unsure in any way, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to your parish priest, talk to uh, perhaps the deacon in charge of your RCIA program. And this apparently is pretty common, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And it's, they can ask you a couple of questions and they'll be able to tell you yes or no. It's Mm -hmm. not something that's going to take a long time for them to figure it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when you realized in RCIA that you did not have a valid uh, Catholic wedding, valid Catholic wedding, right? Uh, And you were not considered to have a valid um, uh, sacramental marriage. So what then, what had to happen for you to... um, regularize this or to actually have the full graces uh, of a Catholic marriage. Yeah. So we met with our deacon um, and really the process for getting the marriage validated is pretty similar to when engaged couples come in and want to start preparation for their marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, So we met with our deacon and there is um, paperwork from the diocese that they fill out. They ask some questions. They go over um, different topics with us. And 
talk to us about different aspects of our marriage. And for us, since we had been married so long when we did it, um, it was a little bit different. But just, you know, talking about are we open to children? Are we, you know, open to to life and, and the church and allowing the, the God to be in our children's lives and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting that preparation that we, you know, some of these things we'd never really talked through as a couple married, you know, for these six years before we did it. So it was nice to really just kind of open that line of communication up that, you know, wasn't really, it wasn't closed for any reason. It just never really came to our heads that, hey, we really need to talk about this. We have assumptions on what each other think and believe and value and things, but, you know, really making sure that we're all on the same page uh, when it comes, when we're joining into this sacramental marriage. Um, and of so. course, as you say, Brooke, that is that is what the church encourages and requires for couples who are engaged to be married. Um, and in fact, I know you two actually give a, a talk, don't you, for, for marriage prep? Yeah, we give a talk at our, our pre-canon retreat at our parish. Mm-hmm. Tell me how, uh, this might be a good time to tell us, how in general does the Catholic Church prepare couples for marriage once they become engaged? Because I know that's something you're really devoting yourself to, Brooke. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Um, each parish kind of has their own plan. The diocese itself lays out um, a basic plan, and then we give them best practices. So at least to St. Matthew, and ideally um, everywhere at this point, pe- the couple comes, talks to the clergy. Um, they do some the paperwork, um, seeing are they free to get married? You know, Do they have any impediments preventing them? from getting married, like were they married before, um, or things like that. And then they ideally would have some sort of mentor couple to walk with them on this journey. And then they will attend the diocesan pre-cana retreats. Um, the way they work now, they're very different from what they used to be with the big retreats. They're um, more parish-based retreats, so much smaller, much more intimate, and really getting to know couples at your own parish where you're getting married um, is the hope for it. And then taking a natural family planning class of some kind um, would also be part of marriage preparation. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned we call it pre-cana. Greg, uh, <laughs> you know, why do we call it pre-cana? What does that mean? <laughs> it was the, the wedding at Cana, right? Where uh, before, if your marriage isn't sacramental, it's a civil marriage. Man, that could be a beautiful thing still, can't it, huh? But when you invite Jesus to your marriage, it's like inviting the best party guest ever. <laughs> he made he made gallons of wine. And the he best wants wine. The best wine, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he wants to fill your marriage with that grace, with that new wine. Um, so, you know, yeah, you've got some wine now. It's, you know, that... Four ninety nine a bottle kind of stuff, and now Jesus comes in, and man, now you got like hundred dollar bottles, and they're there's they're everywhere. So you know, just that the need to bring him into your marriage, and just the amount of grace and love that you know your civil marriage is awesome, but how much better is that civil marriage when Jesus is there? Wow. Yeah, that's a beautiful image. And, you know, I've talked about pre cana for a number of years. My husband and and I were a pre cana couple. But I don't think the real meaning of pre-Cana really struck me as much. (laughs) 
So before Jesus and after Jesus comes into the marriage, and you two have experienced that, absolutely, before Jesus and after Jesus. So um, let, let me ask you to explain what really occurred when you validated this marriage because uh, you went through then a marriage prep, a pre-cana, just like you had been an engaged couple, and uh, you took an NFP course. And then let's talk a, a minute about what you actually then experienced. You actually had another ceremony. Is that correct? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we had really it it was a wedding outside of mass because we hadn't come back fully into the church yet when we did it um but yeah i mean it has all the same components that you would have in a traditional catholic wedding um we had readings we had we could have had music if we had wanted it Mm -hmm. um we said our vows again we had our son with us he sat with us up on the altar, which was beautiful. Do you have a maid of honor and a, a best man again? We two had, witnesses. Yeah, we had our two yeah. witnesses. Um, and I blessed the rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so it was it was all very much the same as, as a wedding of an engaged couple. but mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. that, as you say, it wasn't a full nuptial mass. Yeah, we didn't Because have you mass. weren't yet mm-hmm. fully back in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, So let me reintroduce you to those who may have just joined our program. Our guests today are Brooke and Greg Warren, who are um, married 13 years, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And about six or seven years married in, in a civil ceremony and not fully in a valid marriage in the church. And then, so it's almost kind of like half and half, isn't it? Yeah. Half Mm -hmm. of your marriage uh, without a sacramental valid Catholic marriage and then half with. <clears throat> and so we have another program in our archives with Brooke and Greg talking about the dramatic uh, change in their intimacy, their sexual intimacy, particularly uh, once they came into the sacramental marriage uh, because of the whole idea of openness to life that was introduced to you mm-hmm. really when you prepared for and then took your vows in the valid a Catholic Marriage. So we're talking about that kind of transformational power of the sacrament of marriage and actually saying the marriage vows and really truly understanding what they mean. So let's focus in on that for a few minutes. Brooke, um, I know you uh, from the diocese, actually working with the diocese now, and I should have mentioned, Greg, um, you actually are um, in charge of compliance, did you say, for testing compliance? uh, Yes. Yeah, a lot of policies and procedures. The words (laughs) definitely matter. University Hospital, right? Right. (laughs) So she's in all of this fun, wonderful, sacramental, uh, beautiful, exciting, working with couples, uh, and you're in all the statistics, you make it sound so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but not really, because you've said that you can help her with some of her statistical work. But also, I think that's why you love so much being part of the Precana program, oh, yeah. sharing your story. You know, you, you both really have a gift uh, of relating to not just each other, but other couples. So I'm sure it's really powerful for this couple ministry that you have. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So um, let's talk about those vows. How? What are the questions that uh, the priest asks when you're going through uh, the Catholic marriage? Um, and, and 
let's just stop a little bit with those questions one by one to say how deep and profound are those questions. And that's why we need the preparation, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So um, the first they ask questions before the consent is given, um, which and the consent means your vows. Yes. The consent is the vows. So these the first question they ask and I'll use our names um, in there. They'd say, Greg and Brooke, have you come here to enter into marriage without coercion, freely and wholeheartedly? And in the previous program, we talked about um, how marriage is free, faithful, total, and fruitful. Um, And so these three questions really have those four components to it. So that first one talks about you're entering into marriage freely Mm -hmm. um, and giving your whole self. Um, to your spouse. There's no coercion. Mm-hmm. There are no obstacles against your free choice. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, are you prepared as you follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? So that, you know, has the faithful and the total, right? You're giving all of yourself faithfully just to that person. And then the last one, are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God and to bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? You know, that's the fruitful one. And I think of the three questions, that's the one I think often can get glossed over. Um, That faith, that fruitful gift, you know, allowing God and life and everything to just come in Um, and trusting in God in that aspect. I think people obviously will answer yes. Or I I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Without totally understanding what does that mean. mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Read that that question again, Brooke. Are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God and to bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? Accept them lovingly from God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're accepting. You're not, this is not something you're saying, well, I'm totally in control of this. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I will say exactly <laughs> I will have my two and a half kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and that's it. That's you know, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and exactly when I want them, and exactly mm-hmm. uh, you know, as if. And unfortunately, having children in our day and age has become. Children have there's there's this mentality in a sense that children. I deserve children. I deserve children. Okay, mm-hmm. this is something that I want for myself. And, I, and people have this idea of the perfect children that they want, and they want a boy, and they want a girl, okay? Or they want a girl, and then they want a boy. Uh, so many people, don't they, just kind of, oh, you've got your girl, or now you've got your boy and your girl, as if now you're complete. You've gotten exactly what you had in mind. <laughs> uh, or twins. It's, it always amazes me how many people think twins are so darling oh i want twins you know it's something that they (laughs) somehow have in mind what they want versus accepting children lovingly from god it's a very different concept isn't it Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. even that wording accepting children children lovingly from god he's giving them to you right they're a gift they're you know they're not your own they're his they're not a possession exactly Mm, they're a gift exactly and then bringing them up in the church, you know, you, you make this promise, but then if you don't take your kids to send them to Catholic school or send them to um, religious ed and you don't bring them to mass and that kind of stuff, like that's 
a vow. That's a promise you made that you would do this. And so, you know, that's important. Sure. It's not just, mm-hmm. okay, I have to promise these things because now I'm going to have our beautiful church wedding <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> wear the most beautiful dress in the world and have the most beautiful party and so forth and so on. Right. Uh, it's so serious mm-hmm. what we're promising in in the marriage. So then uh, go ahead and read, Brooke, the, the actual vows that the couple take. And I want you to I want the uh, our listeners to be to be thinking about this because because you were so well prepared. Not only were you learning about this in RCIA. Oh, by the way, we haven't explained what RCIA is, have we? No, no, yeah. <laughs> right of Christian initiation for adults. And I think I've heard that we've, we're changing that, aren't we? Is it the order now, going to be the order of Christian initiation? Basically, your, your instructional classes before coming into the church fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were going, you were learning about this in RCIA, but you were also learning because you were in a really good pre-Cana program preparing you. And you knew what you were hearing because you had experienced already for about six and a half years uh, a more secular marriage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. loving, but yes. more secular. Yeah. So all of this really hit you strongly. You saw the difference here. Okay. So read us, read us the vows, would you, yeah. Brooke, that you and Greg took when you had your marriage validated? Yeah. So um, the deacon who... Um did our convalidation, he'd say, since it's your intention to enter into the covenant of holy matrimony, join your right hands and declare your consent before God and his church. Um, and I'll just read the bride side because um, they're both the same. But I'd said, I, Brooke, take you, Greg, to be my husband. I promise to be faithful to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, to love you and to honor you all the days of my life. And then, of course, Greg... Mm-hmm. says the same mm-hmm. from his perspective. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, Greg, take you, Brooke, to be my wife. I promise to be true to you in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. Mm-hmm. Much better when I'm not like all teared up. Like, <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. He's my emotional. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and just... It's even saying them now is just kind of pulls at your heart, you know, mm-hmm. and, and reminds you of just how much love we have for each other, but also just thinking about, you know, good times and bad and sickness and health and remembering, you know, even in our lives, Christ, he gives us crosses to bear, but he's going to help us, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. going to help us with them. And even mm-hmm. in our marriage. You know, you have your ups, you have your downs, and Christ is always there. Mm-hmm. Right. And and love is a very strong word. There's, you know, we have this love. We don't use a lot of different words in the English language, right? But love in this context is like, I'm willing to lay my do- life down for you. Mm-hmm. I am willing to sacrifice everything for you, mm-hmm. just like Christ did. That's the love yes. that we're saying to our spouse when we're saying these vows. It's not like a lovey-dovey, I love you right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, Romance. maybe you make me it's mad. It's not just romantic. Mm-hmm. Right. So love is like, a, I am totally giving everything to you. You mm-hmm. are, I, I, I am in your hands. Right. What you do with it, that's up to you. But 
you know, right. I give you my 100%. Mm-hmm. And then she gives me what that 100%. Yeah. And I think going through um, preparation and learning more about these vows and understanding the sacrifice, you know, selflessness. Yeah. In marriage, it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And it's mm-hmm. not all me, me, me. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you, you sacrifice for each other. And that's what true um, marriage, I think that's what makes a strong marriage is understanding that like mm-hmm. you, you might have to sacrifice for the other. And, but that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be, you know, mirroring Christ and, and mm-hmm. offering yourself to your spouse fully. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. love is a choice. It's not a feeling. Right. You know, those, so those mornings that you roll over and you're like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> and I've it, got work to do today. And you. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you were snoring all night, seriously. <laughs> so it's something that you have to wake up and choose to do, mm-hmm. even when you don't feel like it sometimes. Uh, and that's that's just part of what love is. But that's also possible because of the grace of the sacrament. Right. We're yeah. bringing God into this relationship. One of the things I, I learned, actually, when my husband and I had our 50th uh, anniversary of our of our marriage, um, you know, I, I thought, well, we'll have a renewal of vows. And sometimes you hear renewing vows. Uh, but our nephew, Father Charles Schonk, who's a Dominican, he explained to us that you only take your vows once. You did that in your convalidation. Mm-hmm. You took your vows that time. You never again need to retake those vows. Yep. You can reaffirm those vows, which we did in our at our 50th anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. But we, we didn't need to make those vows again. We didn't really ever remake those vows. We made them at the time that we were married, and that introduced our valid marriage Mm -hmm. and brought all the graces we need for that marriage life so uh it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and i i want to thank you i want to encourage our listeners to please uh go to the archives and get the rest of the story because you mentioned how your intimacy changed dramatically after you really understood those vows and took them and so i want you to hear the rest of their story uh at saint gabriel radio uh, dot com in our archives. Uh, that program was called Rediscovering Intimacy in Marriage with our guests, Brooke and Greg Warren. So, Brooke and Greg, uh, you're members of St. Matthew Parish. You're on a team now for Precana. Um, and it's just beautiful for me to see what our church is providing and the beautiful young couples that uh, the Lord is calling to help other couples truly have a beautiful and intimate marriage. So thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you. I love your story. And uh, you are all listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Uh, This is the Family Sanctuary, and I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn. You can find archives of our programs at stgabrielradio.com under the Family Sanctuary. And we're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. Our program is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and then again at 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends.